Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Right now, joining us from Mood Disorders Association of Manitoba, the director of women's and youth programs, Allie Raposo. Allie, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for doing this. Really appreciate it. So um, talk to us about how you guys are handling the COVID-19 pandemic over at the Mood Disorders. I'm sure it's a busy time for you like it is for many. Absolutely, it's a busy time. And I'm really happy to see that everyone's taking similar precautions, like collectively. So what we're doing is we're still ensuring that we're open 365 days a year, nine to nine, and still being able to provide that peer support. So um, in a time of 2020, we are using our technology. We're using our phones so people can still contact us via our cell phone. So if we're in our house, we're still being able to provide that peer support. Or an online meeting is what we're going to be doing for peer support groups. So that that support's still there. It's not completely banished, and we're still helping others help themselves. And that's great. And, And you're there if people need you. But maybe talk about what kind of advice you're giving as you hear from people. What are some things we need to keep in mind as we deal with this? I think the biggest part that we need to keep in mind is that we can only do so much. We can't save the world. Um, I mean, there's amazing scientists here in Manitoba and Canada across the world that are going to be doing their part in this. But I think the biggest thing is that we need to understand that we have to take the load off, right? And that comes down to self-care. And while self-care may be limited during times like this, there are ways to put that through and actually still continue to take care for yourself. All right, talk a bit about that. What are some things we can do to take better care of ourselves? <laughs> well, I think one of the things, Hal, and the thing is with self-care is what is it, right? What is self-care? If if most people yeah. think, and, you know, I had a colleague in the past say that a lot of people use Pinterest vision. It was the best thing I've ever heard in kind of explaining what people think self-care is. So a lot of the time we think it's you need to be going through a marathon or you need to have 20 bubble baths a week or X amount of exercise. Mm-hmm. A week. And while all those things are terrific and they work for some people, they don't work for everybody. So self-care is basic self-needs. Waking up in the morning, going in the shower, brushing your teeth, keeping that routine going, right? It's really important to have a little bit of structure a little bit of routine in our life so we don't kind of go with the pattern of wow what day is it now and I'm kind of still in my PJs from the next day keeping that routine keeping things are going for you so if you are somebody who wakes up and does a six o'clock a.m. workout sure do the six o'clock a.m. workout do it in your living room right there's a ton of ways where I think this is an opportunity to kind of explore what self-care is for us and learn about ourselves because for example, how I just learned how to do um, beading and bracelets, and that's just something I never knew I'd be interested in. So it's all about yeah. looking at what self-care means to you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, mm-hmm. too, about wrapping your head around the new reality, whatever that new reality is for you, right? For many of us, it's uh, mm-hmm. you know being at home and uh, practicing good self-distancing techniques. Mm-hmm. Uh, for mm-hmm. some people, it's about being laid off. I mean, some people that want to work aren't working right now, and uh, that can be real tough. I've been there. I've gone through that, and I know how difficult that can be. So I think you have to figure out a way to wrap your head around the new reality, whatever your new reality is, and try and be as positive as you can. And don't be afraid to lean on people like mood disorders. 
Exactly. Absolutely. Kindness is the new pandemic right now. And I've seen a lot of it. And I'm hoping that it will keep growing. You surround yourself with some positivity. You provide kindness. People are offering to get seniors and those living with disabilities their groceries. I mean, we're seeing acts of fitness instructors putting their their classes on Instagram for free so that you can be doing it from your home. People are, you know, there's Netflix where you can watch with a friend. I mean, it's understanding how we're going to get through this and get through it together realistically and healthy. I like that. Kindness is the new pandemic. Absolutely. Kindness is a new pandemic, and I've been seeing it like I've never seen it before. And people are reaching out. They're donating like I've never seen before. People are offering their own their own resources, their own gas, their own life to put out there and to go mm. do things for other people. I know the Mama Bear clan has a bunch of places where they're looking for help. So, I mean, there's so many things going on right now that we can all provide and feel that worth because I know when you're not going to work, it feels like you're not providing anything or you're not worth something or you're bored and you're losing track of what, what am I, what am I, what is my values? So being able to provide and help other people may be able to kind of curb that and kind of make you realize like, yeah, we're in this together and my help may not be my typical carpentry help or whatever it may be, but I'm going to help this person. And that's still worth something. Allie, thanks a lot for this and stay in touch. Okay. Absolutely. Hal. take care. I am in the home studio just South of the perimeter. Hal Anderson afternoons on CJOB. As we at CJOB and Global News practice good self-distancing, uh, good uh, social distancing, like so many of you, and uh, I'll just, you know, Cam, just jump on for a second before we talk to our next guest here. I just want to say uh, uh, to Cam, Cam has really been doing, yesterday and today, I was very little help on my own show, and Cam has done a lot of really hard work back there, not just for this show, but for other shows. So, Cam, thank you, and I just want to say, too, to our engineering uh, people, John and Mike uh, and uh, Sarah, I mean, they're getting everybody on the air this morning. It was Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb from their homes. Uh, I'm from my home. It's it's crazy what's happening behind the scenes Really proud to work for a company uh, that's doing all of this. And uh, I, I don't know, Cam, I'll give you a chance just to say, but, man, I'm telling you, the team has been working really hard. And, and uh, you know, people are saying, hey, good for you, Hal, doing your show from home. And what I'm doing is the this is the easy part. It's all the stuff that happens behind the scenes. Yeah, it has been crazy here. But you know what? It's just like it's it's our civic duty to do this, and, and we all got to pitch in and um, – it's this, this. This is why we do the job, right? Is is yep. like situations like this. This is a historical event. I'm, uh, this, I mean, this is going to be talked about forever. And yep. uh, you know, it's it's up to all of us to to pitch in. And um, yeah, it's. I, I really have nothing else to say about that. It's just yeah. It's just it's no. our duty. It's our duty. That's it. Right. And 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 we're and we really are honored uh, to be on the air every day trying to keep you informed. All right. Uh, we've made our guest wait long enough here, Doctor Mark. Malo is the president of the Manitoba Dental Association. Doctor, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Hal. Thank you for doing this. Really appreciate you uh, you coming on. Um, what do we need to know about Manitoba's dentists in COVID-19? Well, listen, before I get to that, I want to congratulate you and your team for pulling off, running your show from home, and playing your part in flattening the curve. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it's, you know, we're all doing our part, right? 
So, you know, let me start by saying how, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the outpouring of support that so many Manitobans have shown us for our, our bold move to postpone, basically until further notice, all non-essential and elective dental services and the measures we're taking to help stop the spread of COVID-19, um, you know, and do our part for flattening the curve. Yeah, I think there are some professions, you know, um, that we think of when we think, oh, wow, this new reality that we're in. Uh, and one of those professions is the dental profession and how, you know, I mean, good grief, uh, you know, dentists are very, very close to people. And uh, so it's understandable that this would happen. But yet, at the same time, emergency situations will be dealt with. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Um, the, the reality is that, uh, you know, uh, at a personal level and being a dad of three kids, I'm really inspired by the sort of uptake of caution. Um, and, uh, you know, we recognize the importance for Manitobans who have serious emergency dental issues. At the same time, uh, they need to seek treatment. And the priority that Manitoba's dentists are continuing to take, take in, uh, in sort of managing these appropriately. How are your uh, member dentists managing? Tell me uh, how they're doing. Well, thanks, Hal. Uh, you know, we're, it's a real sort of critical piece to be proactive about the, this pandemic and, and have a strong triage system. So the first, the first thing we did in our community is we had adapted to the Shared Health Manitoba um, triage system, and we've implemented it across the province to our approximately 450 community clinics, hospital clinics, and a college of dentistry. Um, uh, it's it's an it's a mammoth task to in a in a short period of time get the word out to clinics across the you know really vast province uh, and uh, and uh, and screech that uh, uh, that uh, uh, non non essential and elective dental services to uh, to a halt. You know, um, Doc, I wanted to ask you um, with uh, dentists uh, and and you know obviously patients we worry about patients we want to make sure everybody's safe and emergency situations as you said are are going to be dealt with further to how the dentists themselves are doing like other doctors they have insurance right do we know if insurance is because i i i'm curious to know how this is all going to work right there are so many questions that every day i wake up and i go oh man that's a great one and i jot it down and we try and find the answers uh if you're a dentist dealing with this and you have insurance like other doctors, and I haven't asked this of other doctors, but I'll ask it of you, is that insurance in place? Will it cover a, a dentist? We're, that has to be on the minds of dentists as well. Well, you know, uh, dentists uh, are, uh, or at least community dentists for the most part, are running uh, private clinics, and ultimately we have a very valuable team and staff that we work with um, and uh, it's been very difficult for the profession adapting to the concept of laying off multiple staff members or cutting hours and adapting uh, a really dedicated workforce to mm-hmm. uh, the new normal. So um, for that, we only have access to the insurances that any other private business would have, whether it's EI or any of the uh, initiatives that have been uh, discussed provincially and federally. Uh, from a personal perspective, dentists uh, um, will usually carry some insurance for liability, uh, and some of that insurance might include a small stipend for pandemic, but 
um, it's not clear as to whether really that's going to apply in these cases. So it's, I would say, highly unlikely, Hal, that, that there's going to be uh, much uh, coverage for, for the dentist. Yeah, and you know, I, I just think, and again, let's hope this is short and, you know, the curve flattens quickly and all that stuff. Uh, I want to preface by saying that, but boy, as we go through this, I think there are so many areas, as I said, every day I wake up and I think of, oh, I got to jot that down, I got to jot that down. I think of situations where, well, I wonder how that's going to get handled, and I wonder how this is going to get handled. And, you know, that fear of the unknown, whether you're a dentist or, uh, you know, a different type of doctor, a restaurant owner, a worker, uh, in a retail store, a bus driver, or a radio person, uh, we all have these fears and concerns, and, and it's the unknown, and that might be the worst fear of all. Well, and you know how I can empathize with that. I mean, I think... Uh, all Winnipeggers have had, uh, you know, a tough time uh, not waking up uh, in the night thinking about all the what-ifs about the situation we find ourselves in. Um, uh, and that's just simply because, you know, none of us have sat down and really thought about the concept of uh, writing our own little personal pandemic plan. Um, and, and to some extent, all have to, uh, to uh, adapt to the new normal. Ah, I've been looking forward to this half hour of radio all week. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, my therapist friend from Conexus Counseling, Carolyn Klassen. Carolyn, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Hal. It is good to talk to you. Uh, We all need a little routine in our lives right now when so much is out of sorts, and so it's nice to have our usual 2.30 visit. Well, and you were off last week, and I missed you, and it's not even so much, and you're right about the, you know, routine part, but it's not even about that. It's, I as I said, I always feel better after talking to you, whether we're talking off the air about stuff between you and me, or whether we're talking on the air and everybody's listening. Um, you sent me an email a few days ago when things really started, you know, COVID-19 became way more front and center for us here in Winnipeg and Manitoba, and you suggested a hashtag, and I, I love the hashtag, hashtag COVID kindness. Talk a bit about that. I think that's a great idea. And there's other great ones that I've seen too, but talk a bit about that one. Well, I think in this world when we are being challenged with all the what-ifs and our brains can be sort of alarmed by all the things that can go wrong and we're very hyper-aware of of the darkness in our lives, I think if we could uh, think about and notice some of the incredible ways that people are being kind and thoughtful and gracious towards one another, and if we have a chance to notice those collectively together, that it can boost our spirits and remind us that there is so much good in a world that is also struggling with some difficulty. And so I was suggesting that hashtag COVID kindness would be a great way for us to start the wave of having us just Uh, find things to celebrate because we are going to need to find means and ways of pulling together in positive ways um, as we're feeling the stress and distress of COVID-19. Kindness is certainly, I think, is it the most important thing right now as we deal with this? It probably is. eh? There's some others too that are important, but I think kindness might be number one. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, in a world that feels so vulnerable, like where it feels like where things are uncertain, if things feel risky and we're not sure what kind of exposure we're having, like 
that we feel so vulnerable and there's so much uncertain and so often right now our knee-jerk reaction is to control what we can, which means sort of jumping down each other's throats and getting angry and we're kind of, it's easy to lose being grounded and I think as we're able to take a deep breath, we can extend kindness to others and we can watch others extend kindness either to ourselves or to be witness to other people's kindness. Um, it will have that help that tend and befriend system that's going on in our brain. And if you think about anxiety being flight, fright, freeze on one side of a teeter-totter and tend and befriend on the other side of the teeter-totter, as the tend and befriend system gets activated because we're in a space of kindness and that goes up, then the flight, fright, freeze goes down because they operate opposite each other. And so we can actually help ourselves and each other as we practice kindness, experience kindness, that it is actually kind to, it's kind to yourself to be kind to others right now. Yeah, and really important. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, sometimes I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I don't know what to say. Like I know what I feel, but I don't know what to say. And that's my job. I have to be good at that. And I feel like sometimes I'm not very good at that. And I think that's why I've been looking forward to talking to you, Carolyn, today, because it seems like you always say the right thing. And I try, and I, I'm pretty good at it most of the time, but there have been times over the past several days where I just don't know what to say. I, I get a text message from a gentleman who retired six months ago, and half his retirement is gone, right? Huh. And, I mean, what do you say to somebody like that, uh, you know? Or, or or we haven't seen any deaths yet in, in Manitoba and Winnipeg, and I hope we, we don't. But, you know, imagine losing somebody that we really care about to COVID-19. I mean, it's just, ah, it's, boy, it's been really difficult, and I have a feeling it's going to get more difficult before it gets easier. Well, death is absolutely the ultimate loss, but I think we're aware that as things are being canceled and as the markets tumble, that there's a lot of loss. Um, I was speaking with somebody today who was invited to a wedding on Saturday that has now uh, has immediate family only, and the whole party, the celebration they had to join their lives together um, is now canceled, right? Like, those are losses that are real and they matter, and I think we have to say, I don't know what to say now, but I'm just so glad that you've told me. I care and I'm feeling with you uh, because your hurt matters to us all. When one person hurts, we all hurt. And I think when we are able to be there for each other, it doesn't eliminate it, but it makes the unbearable slightly more bearable. That which is mentionable becomes manageable. And so I think we have to mention these losses to each other. Well, and I chatted with a gentleman the other day off the air, uh, and today Jeff Courier was talking uh, to a funeral home I mean, people are passing away, not from COVID-19, but from other stuff, and, and they're not able to, the family and friends aren't able to have the celebration of their life that they wanted and that the person that's passed away wanted. They're postponing a lot of these, uh, um, you know, events around somebody's death, and it's, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Absolutely, it's heartbreaking, and it doesn't feel right to say we can't remember this person's life right now, but the fact is is that we're not set up to be able to have those sorts of gatherings, and so there is loss. Even if you have it later, 
it might be wonderful, but it won't be the same. This loss is, is, a, is a loss, and I think we have to name it and allow for it and then also to find our ways to support each other and to recognize that we're doing this for the overall health and well-being, that this sacrifice that we're making, that it's worth it, um, that we are helping each other. And you know how I often say we're wired for connection. Uh, rarely has it felt more obvious than that of how connected we all are, that we are trusting each other to take these precautions so that we can help the people amongst us, right? My parents are 80 years old. Um, They're in self-quarantine. I want to make sure that they're okay. And when you look after yourself, you help me look after them. And I'm grateful. Yeah. Um, Talk about the importance of humor at a time like this. Oh, my gosh. Isn't humor essential, right? We have to... So much of this is heaviness, and it pulls us down, and I often think of humor as a way of, like, if you imagine yourself underwater and you find it really hard, humor is a way to kind of come up for air and catch a deep breath of the good stuff so that you are more able to deal with the challenges around you. I was watching some of the late-night talk show hosts Mm -hmm. that are posting some really kitschy homemade videos, which are kind of corny, and yet there are a ton of views because they are regularly a part of our lives, and it just feels right to include them still and to see them doing the best they can and to provide some sense of routine and normality and some, some, some sort of silly and fun laughs. It just is a good thing for us. I think we're all going to have to look to find a way to enjoy each other and to enjoy moments, not to say that what we're going through isn't difficult, but it's a way of helping us get through this difficult time. It's not disrespectful. It's actually building resilience to be able to get us through a difficult time. Mm-hmm. See, like here's another one just came in, text message, 204-780-6868. Hal, think about all the grade 12s out there who might not get their grad. My daughter's one of them. Like, I mean, there's something else I hadn't thought of that, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, I mean, some of those girls, they buy their dress months in advance, and they have spent years looking forward to that evening when they're going to feel like a princess. And we don't know what's going to happen um, with regards to all those grad events. And so uh, that's one more loss. And loss, sometimes it feels in the moment like it's going to kill us, but it actually doesn't. We can get through it, but we need to name it and move through it by going around it and pretending it doesn't matter. That doesn't help. And by drowning in it and saying that this is going to finish me off, that doesn't help either. And so we need to find a way to support each other through the inevitable losses, grieve them for what they are, and then embrace the fact that we are there here for each other and that we will make it through together. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.